What's up, Joes, and welcome to episode 110 of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Rafael Chidez back with you. What's going on, brother? Hey, yo, Chico. Hey, yo. Shit, just going back to my fucking hardcore roots with a little hate breed. Yeah, getting heavy. (laughs) Reminds me of dumbass motherfuckers spin kicking and shit in pits. Dude, I, I never got into the whole mosh pit thing. I... I like going to shows, but I like listening to the music. I don't like getting punched in the face. And See, I was a big proponent of old school mosh pits. Like just slamming into each other. And if a dude falls down, you pick him up and you just fucking, you know, you just, you just get out some aggression in a pit. And then yeah. sometime in my very early 20s, um, when I when I got into into hardcore and, and like metalcore and shit, I discovered this whole new thing of well, actually it was before, yeah, it was, it was my late teens, early twenties. I started seeing dudes fucking punching the air and and spin kicking and shit, and then yeah. I started going to more hardcore shows, and the, it it was just that just a thing. It's everywhere. Yeah. The thing that always used to piss me off, like, I don't give a fuck. You want to throw fists around in the pit and spin kick in the pit? Do your thing. But the thing that used to piss me off would be guys that would do that shit, be, like, right on the edge of the pit and, like, purposely, like, kick people and punch them and shit. I saw so many girls get spin kicked in the fucking hey, head. Hey, bro, if you're going to be part of the pit, you better watch out. Nah, if you're just standing, nah, if you're just standing on the outside of the pit... And you'd go out of your way to run over yeah, there and no, that, spin kick. Oh, dude, I used to fuck dudes up for shit like that. Yeah, I, I don't even like the pit at all. Like, I, I don't want to take part in it. Just because you can get bumped by a couple of dudes and then trampled. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I retired I from it a long time ago. Yeah. I want to enjoy the music. I don't want to die listening to music. That's just me. I don't go to as oh. many metal shows anymore either. So, yeah. But I got to a certain point where I was like 20 four or whatever 25 and maybe even 26 and uh the last the last mosh pit that i went into was at a black dahlia murder show and i felt like the next day that i went 12 rounds with tyson and i was like nope nope i'm done i'm retired i'm too old for this shit so now i don't even fuck with it but i don't even really go to a lot of metal shows anymore but just taking bumps brother i did dude i i used to fucking live in a pit so I've 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 fucking got down at many a mosh pit in my lifetime. I never really got too heavy anyway. Too I I, I like certain heavy. I could I could fuck with Static X. What what are your thoughts on Static X? I would, since since you're, I would say I would I, say a heavy metal guy. I like Static Static X first album and Wayne Statics from like fucking was Wisconsin Death right. Trip? No, he's well. That's yeah. That's their first album, Wisconsin Death Trip. But but Wayne's from Michigan. He's from like yeah. twenty minutes from Muskegon, North. Okay, that's R.I.P. to Wayne Static. Yeah, R.I.P. Dude, the the look of him just sold me into like listen. Well, no, it was I think it was Cold, the song Cold that he did for some movie. I forget what movie. It was the movie about like Wasn't vampires. It, as I say, it's uh um Queen of the Damned. Yeah, 
I was about to say, yeah, that's, that's like Queen of the Damned or something. Dude, fucking Deftones. Everybody's on that fucking soundtrack, but uh, mm-hmm. Changing the House of Flies on that soundtrack because the video yeah. is all about Queen of the Damned and shit. Yeah, I, I, I got into Static X just probably because of the look, and, and they were pretty good, I thought. Wisconsin Death Trip was a really good album. Yeah. And I, they had some had decent shit followed albums. up. Yeah, I never really got into the second album, but I think I was I was either a freshman or a sophomore when Wisconsin Death Trip came out, and like that was I was into. The, I mean, I was way into metal or um, yeah. new metal and shit back then. You know, bands like Corn and fucking Early Limp Biscuit, Static X, Early Stained. Uh, out of that, you know, the, the Deftones always kind of got lugged into the the new metal but they weren't really new metal um <laughs> but shit like that uh, i mean fucking tons of one-hit wonder bands like darwin's waiting room and uh yeah i've been listening to a little bit of well just the first album death tones are heavy but they're they're different they're not i, I wouldn't say new metal just because to me new metal is just too much yelling and too much fucking just <clears throat> just too much on it's too heavy like <laughs> Not enough music, like, I don't know, alliteration on the fretboard. They're just... Yeah. Well, I mean, I was an angry teenager when all that shit, you know, fucking Slipknot's first album and um, stuff like that. When that all came out, I was 14, 15, 16 years old, you know? So it, it was kind of... I was an angst-ridden teenager, and that music was fucking a bunch of dudes that were mad at their dads. A couple of my friends were into uh, Slipknot. I, I couldn't get into Slipknot. They're just, I just, not at that time. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe if I was a little bit younger. Not even. I was around that time that it should have hit me, but it just didn't. I think I was more into Blink. Damn, how old would I have been? I don't even know how old were you. You were saying sixteen, so I should have been like, I was twelve, fifteen, fourteen or fifteen when Slipknot's first album came out. Okay, <coughs> I was pretty young then. Yeah, because the first shit I got into was Everclear and Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah. Those are the first two shits I ever got into. And then from there, I just started listening to different stuff. Led Zeppelin. Right. Black Sabbath, ACDC. I, I think you kind of hate ACDC, bro. I do hate ACDC. <laughs> There's no kind of. I do yeah. hate ACDC. What's up with that, bro? Here's here's the thing. Like I liked ACDC when I was younger, but mm-hmm. classic rock radio has made everyone hate ACDC because that's all they ever fucking play. All they ever play, and it's never like good ACDC. It's you fucking shook me all night long, and oh, just like I, I like some of the early like early Bon ACDC and stuff. And, like, I used to like Thunderstruck, but you, you can't even listen to that fucking song anymore. And, but, yeah, I don't, I don't mind Bon Scott ACDC. Brian Johnson ACDC. Just, that's the shit that's, like, way overplayed. Yeah, Back in Black really blew up. Back in Black. Up. Yeah, Back in, anything off of the Back in Black album, I'm just like, oh, no, no. But, like. <laughs> Long way to the top if you want to rock and roll and fucking you know, big balls and shit like that. Like the Bond stuff, I, I that ACDC, I'm I'm cool with. At high voltage. Yeah, I think that was high voltage. I think so too. I don't know. I don't remember albums, but yeah, classic rock radio, dude, has ruined ACDC. 
It should have ruined sticks as well, but you can't not like fucking Tommy Shaw songs. It's like the best stick stuff there is, like Renegade and, and Blue Collar Man and stuff. Don't make that fucking face. Don't you make that fucking face about Tommy Shaw goddamn sticks. I don't know I don't know sticks. Sorry, bro. bro. I don't know sticks. Tommy Shaw sticks are like all the fucking badass rock and roll songs. I think you'd like I think you you dig like that sticks. Like come sail away sticks and fucking Mr. Roboto and shit. That that shit can get fucked. Yeah. But Tommy Shaw songs like like I said, like Renegade and Blue Collar Man and Too Much Time on My Hands and shit like that. That's badass fucking American rock and roll sticks. Not that pop shit. I hate Sweet Home Alabama, the song. I could listen to uh, Leonard Skinner all day. Other, uh, uh, any, yeah. any other song, I can't listen to that song anymore. I would rather listen to Sweet Home Alabama than Freebird. Mm. I also yeah. grew up in like, in the metal scene where yeah. it, it was funny to yell Freebird at metal shows yeah. and everybody yelled Slayer and shit yeah. like that. Like, I, I hate Slayer. Yeah. We're going to have to dive more into, into your, into your music history, just because I'm, I'm from the Mexican culture. So the only exposure I had to like, well, music at that time growing up was my cousin. So he put me on a lot of good music, yeah. a lot of music. And now there's just dog shit. So I need to go back and uh, and I have a lot of music, like I've mentioned down here before. I have a I have a fucking hard drive full of music. I want to go back and pull out gems that my cousin has on there because I know he has a ton of gems that I haven't fucked with that I just haven't looked at just because I don't know, just because I have so much fucking music. Right. I have some '80s hair metal shit that is good that uh, I wouldn't necessarily have listened to unless it was on there, and because it was a good album, my cousin put it on there and has it there. I, I mean, haven't touched it. it depends on what you classify <coughs> in the 80s hair metal because, like, I really like Skid Row. Mm-hmm. I think Skid Row is a really good band, actually. But they get classified into 80s hair metal, and I don't think they are a hair metal band. I think they were just a metal band that fucking Sebastian Bach had big hair. But, like, you listen to songs like fucking Youth Gone Wild, that's nothing like anything Poison was putting out or Warrant. I guess Warren had some decent shit. Rat. You know, like, like those bands. Those are fucking hair metal bands to me. But a band like <clears throat> like that, I, I think they were just different. Is that the era you get to grow up in? <coughs> I grew up in the... I mean, I was born in 83. So, you know, I saw, like, the, the, the new wave, part of the new wave era... Um, and like that weird new wave pop stuff, like Wham and shit like that. Yeah. And then Damn. grunge. How old were you when grunge started hitting? Uh, ninety one, ninety two. So eight, like nine. seven, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, I do. I remember the first time I heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on a pop radio yeah. station, nonetheless. Uh, I see. So you know how you don't like ACDC, but I, I, I think you appreciate ACDC, but I just. It's been killed for you. Right. Just like I, Nirvana has been for me. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Completely understandable. Even, like, now, I don't I don't listen to as much Nirvana as I used to mm-hmm. because of, it's kind of like that, that ACDC thing where, like, they play, the radio plays the same five songs. I love Nirvana stuff, like, non-single Nirvana music, like, stuff off of, uh, of their other albums besides mm-hmm. Smells Like Teen Spirit heart-shaped box 
Um, Dude, I, I really like Nirvana, but everyone proclaimed them, or sorry, not them, but at least Kurt Cobain to be God. Here's Okay, so here's what happened. So with Nirvana, you got to think about it, it was like we were – everybody was sick and tired of that fucking same formulaic 80s hair metal butt rock, okay? Yeah. Where it's 91, we've had 150 different versions of, you know, bands like Poison and shit like that. Like every band in the world became that. I mean, Pantera was a fucking glam metal band for a minute until Phil came in the band. And uh so when Nirvana broke and Talking to me. it it was just like it was a breath of fresh air. It was something completely different mm-hmm. and it wasn't hair metal. And and it killed off hair metal uh you know basically and then yeah. grunge was the new fad so then you know you had I mean, there were great grunge bands like uh soundgarden and alice i in love Chains soundgarden and see i Pearl i Jams. love the grunge era i love a lot of bands from the grunge era and i love nirvana like well like i said it's just that what well, that how you're explaining it that's why they proclaim these guys to be God. And like around my time when I was getting in, into music, I got exposed to like a variety and I got like, it was like, choose what you want. Here's a mix of this. Here's a mix of this. Choose the songs that you like from here and I'll give you the album. Right. Because my, my cousin was in the Napster era. So he just boom, yep. album, 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 album. So he would just download <laughs> album. But he, he would do the, the, he would do the, the, the catalog thing. The discography. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they would send you like fucking ten CDs for like a penny or some bullshit. Oh yeah, like, those. Yep. Oh god, I got yeah. those. In My a cousin of those. would like fucking just put a bunch of fake names. He used he used Santa's little Santos L helper from the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, of course the I do. Thing, yeah, the same thing as Bart did. Yep. Yeah, and like he would just get CDs, so he's got like a badass CD collection. Nice. But he but he would get the Napster shit, and uh, he would just download videos, CDs, and he and I would just have my pick at it. So like at that time, I would be listening to. Led Zeppelin, Everclear, and then I would have my fucking choice of rap too to listen to. So I was listening to Eminem, some Dr. Dre. So then when people and I, and I like Nirvana, I had Nirvana, and I was listening to Nirvana. But then when people would be like, "Oh, they're the best," or I'm like, "Yeah, they're good." I'm like, "Do you like these guys?" And they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, I, I, I never, I never like, I never was one that thought Kurt was the best guitar player or anything like that. Like he definitely wasn't, I mean, compared to guys like Jerry Cantrell and, um, Kim thought, uh, God, Dave Grohl's probably even better than him. Yeah, probably. But Kurt was a really good songwriter <laughs> and a good lyricist. And the way he was able to, <laughs> To to put the kind of emotion and stuff he did into songs, without it being overly whiny and like e- what emo became basically. Yeah. Well, the dude was actually like that. He was a damaged soul. Oh, he was there, fucked up. And, and the drugs fucking fed into that even more. But Absolutely. he was already a damaged person. Yeah. Like he was a sad person. Like he was he was an actual sad person. Like there's people that fake it now, like have the fucking goth or the emo fucking thing. Right. No, no, no. Kurt was fucking sad. He didn't have to fucking paint his, his eyeliner and fucking paint his everything and wear black. No, that motherfucker was just sad. 
but the and way he, and he portrayed it in his music that's why it was so good exactly exactly and that's the thing that i i herald um him for and and respect him about uh, respect about him is just how good of a songwriter he was mm-hmm. He definitely wasn't a great guitar player, and the fact that Rolling Stone put him in their top 100 guitarist was a fucking farce. Yeah, it was a farce. But songwriters, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I've come to appreciate their music now that I'm older, just because I haven't had to hear all the stupid shit from the high school yep. kids, you know. Yep. So I've come to appreciate it more, and I love the fucking Foo Fighters. Who doesn't love the Foo Fighters? Who doesn't love Dave Grohl? <laughs> like that guy's a badass. Yeah. I didn't like the Foo Fighters at first. I won't lie, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I'm talking like f- first single, like Big Big Me, which is a super weird song, and I'm just like, what? What is this, Dave? Because I that Dave was the fucking drummer of goddamn Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was different. It was definitely different. But it was like I got hooked into it on the, the first time I heard Everlong. I was oh yeah, I was about to say what about a, Everlong? I was a fan for life after that. Or what about Monkey Wrench? Uh, it's just... Um, they're incredible. Like yeah. it, it's a band that's on my bucket list to see live that I just never have, have gotten to. I've had op- I've not opportunities I could have, but I just didn't you know missed opportunities and didn't pull triggers and shit. But yeah, I, me too. I've watched the uh, the live at Wembley Stadium concert from it's like 2010 or something like that. I've watched that freaking DVD so many times. It's, you they, know who I loved growing up? Who's that? Red Hot Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like the Peppers. Um, I'm not the biggest fan. I respect the fuck out of them. Yeah. It's just it's never been a band like I've gotten way into, but I do yeah. like them, and I, I I got a chance to see them live. So Californication was out when I started getting into them, right? And my cousin gave me Californication, and he's like, "Well, if you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, let's see if you like this." Gave me Mother's Milk. Give me one hot minute. He's like, I'm not gonna lie, this one kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? John Frusciante was yeah, out. John yeah, John took. Yeah. yeah, that was the was, uh, um, Dave Navarro. Big, yeah, with the big old glasses. Yeah, it's Dave. That was Dave Navarro. Yeah, from it? James Mother's, Addiction. Shit, was it Mother's Milk? There's what was the other one. It was either was it Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Yeah, oh, Blood, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Mother's Milk, and Californication. And then I remember when they came out with, uh, by the way, yeah, which, I, I I love the peppers. Stadium, and then after Stadium that, Arcadium, yeah. I believe it is. Uh, yeah. That's where they lost me. I see, like I just kind of would go in and out. Like there's songs, especially from Californication mm-hmm. forward. Like I love a lot of the old, like super funky. Chili Peppers, like... I wanted to play bass so bad because of Flea. I wanted to be Flea on the bass. Understandable. Flea is a fucking amazing bass player. My roommate was a diehard Chili Peppers fan, so... Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah, my old old roommate, Bear, he was a... He's got the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo tattooed on his wrist and plays bass and... My cousin got into the John Frusciante single shit. That, he's into the, he had that shit too, and it's super weird. We listen, yeah. I listened to it tripping on like one of his albums tripping on mushrooms, man. It was <laughs> okay. weird. 
No, it, it's weird if you're not tripping on mushrooms. Yeah, it's it's, it's even weirder when you are tripping on mushrooms. It's kind of like I I trip balls listening. I, have you ever listened to the Mars Volta? Oh, I love the Mars Volta, but they're trippy as fuck too. Dude, yes, yeah. Um, what was it? Was it Golgolith? I can't remember what album it was. France? No, it was Francis the Mute. We listened to Francis the Mute while on the strongest mushrooms I've ever had in my life. I've only had. I think I've had mushrooms three times. I can't. I, I want to say four, but I all, <laughs> for sure I've had them three times. It's just been a while. I've taken. I, I need to take them soon. And I. The, I my dealer knows how to get them. She just doesn't have them available all the time. Oh, we can get them up here all the time. There's just anywhere where they're growing on cow shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I haven't done psychedelics in almost 10 years, I think. I had a really, the last, well, that was the the time when I was listening to Francis the Mute was the last time I took mushrooms, but I took them a couple of days before that, and I had a really fucking terrible experience. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Not I haven't yet. had a bad experience. I hadn't. But... I hadn't until that point, and I had taken a yeah. lot of fucking mushrooms, and then just one time, and I, I didn't even take that much. I was up to eating like between an eighth and a quarter at a time. And, I just want to clear the old noggin. And uh, I took like a gram or two one night when I was drunk, and passed out for a couple hours, and I woke up like peaking. Didn't realize I was peaking until I tried to lay down and go. I was like, well, well, these didn't work. I'm going to sleep. And I went upstairs and I laid down on my bed and I closed my eyes and then snapped my eyes wide open and was just like had this big old wave of panic. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Fucking tripping. I've never had a bad experience, but not that I want one. No, you don't. And like I said, I hadn't then. Just don't do them alone. Always have somebody to fucking talk you off the ledge. Lesson learned. Yeah. Because I never, that was the first time I had ever tried to take him alone. I had almost taken him alone once and my roommate came home just as I was getting ready to eat him. And I was like, hey, you want to take some mushrooms? And then we ate and got all fucked up. Nice. Yeah. When, when people ask you what are shrooms like when, they, when, when they're when they taking them, what do you tell them? I, I tell them it's like... Um, it's like what they describe weed as in, in all the fucking, in all the cartoons and all the shit, like the colors and the, uh, yeah, you know, all, uh, I just get the giggles. Mm-hmm. I always had like a really good body buzz. Everything was funny as fuck. Um, but it's also very hard to describe, isn't it? Yeah. It's and very that- hard to, to me, it's like, it's like you're doing everything for the first time, but you're so comfortable because you know you've done it. It's weird. It's so weird. I never had any, like, weird visuals where, like, I saw weird shit or anything. Like, I had some, some shit weird me out looking at it. Um, <laughs> I, had do- I had doorways breathe. Like, I was looking at doors, and they were, like, breathing. Yeah, I'm taking them outside under the stars and shit and saw some cool stuff. And Oh, dude. Uh, we went outside and like the trees didn't have uh, leaves on them, but the branches were like it looked like they were extending and yeah. then retracting, extending and then retracting. It was crazy, like it was crazy <laughs> awesome. Dude, we used to have this. It, it was the middle of the summer, and the house I lived in, we had this giant backyard with a bunch of big old oak trees and shit like that. 
and I, we had these like stumps around our fire pit and I was out there and I was standing on one and I was looking up into our backyard and our yard, like the lake was in the same direction down the street. One of the small lakes. And so, you know, we got the, the fucking stars like right up over the backyard and shit. And this tree was like moving in the wind and it looked <laughs> like in the stars, it looked like Mufasa appeared and shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It was just like the shape of the trees and like the fucking clouds and shit. I was like, Mufasa. <laughs> Some good ass shrooms. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'm taking <laughs> shrooms at concerts. That's not a real great mm. idea. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so just because the first time I did it, there was a lot of people around us and they were making it a skept- but like a spectacle. Like, are you guys tripping? Like, how are you guys doing? Like leave, like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to enjoy this shit. What the fuck? Oh, I just... I got separated from my friends. <laughs> you know, we did we did it in a twenty two person house, and like six of us did it, and like some of the guys' girlfriends were there, and like people were there. And when you're on shrooms and people are looking at you and they're not high, you feel like a fucking zoo animal. It's like get that. Don't yeah, look at me. you got to be around. You can't be around the wrong kind of people. Yeah, my <laughs> and like to us, the wrong kind of people were people that weren't like either high or on shrooms. It's yeah, like, you're not basically. Something. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yep. No, that's why we always kept it. The only times I ever did it in really large crowds was at that clutch show I went to. <laughs> it was my second time ever eating shrooms, and I ate an eighth and went to see clutch. That was fucking interesting as fuck. And then I took them at this um, this festival, this bluegrass festival that I went to with my uh roommates and stuff i was drunk as fuck we were we had rolled 15 blunts yeah (laughs) should have lasted us the entire weekend but we were drinking and on mushrooms and we smoked 15 blunts oh you want to smoke so much when you're on shrooms oh my god so much dude i don't know if it's to counteract the fucking poison but it, it's something that it wants to like to smoke, smoke, smoke. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, and you're not even getting high. No, but you just want to keep smoking. I, I, we've we yeah. burned through so much weed. I said we probably smoked like a half. That was like at least a half ounce, if not an ounce, in these fifteen blunts. Dude, we we would go to the basement in the dark, turn on a red light because we would have parties and like yeah. there was only red lights. And we would we had smoke machines, and we would let the I don't know we were on shrooms, dude. We were on trip out. <laughs> So we would turn on the smoke machine with the red lights, dude. I started seeing like fucking faces, like like ghost faces, like skulls and shit, and like demons. And I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here before I start tripping out bad. But it got pretty cool. It was fun being in the dark. It wasn't cool being in the red light with all the fucking smoke and everything. We was- one night when we were tripping, the first time me and Bear tripped together, and we had like a stepbrothers moment because we like. We'd lived together for a little bit, but we really didn't like each other. He was kind of a dick to me when I first moved into the house. And then it was just him and I there a lot, and we had both lost our jobs. So we were on unemployment. We were kind of hanging out. And then we took mushrooms, and, like, we became best friends in that trip. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, literally, we're, like, sitting there in the living room. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I said something, and he was like, did we just become best friends? Yup. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. We were uh, coming down. We were like, wanted to go get snacks and shit. So we walked to the Wesco, the, or this uh, gas station 
by our house. And like <laughs> we were tripping out because like we both were walking around. We're like talking about the clerk. We're like, he knows, man. He fucking knows. He knows. His name was Ricky. Like we used to see him all the time because he was like he was always there. Like Ricky knows, man. Ricky knows. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. Never asked him. I couldn't look him in the face when I was paying. I was just like, hey, what's up, Ricky? Fucking Ricky. Just super awkward as fuck because I'm still tripping balls. Yeah. It's like 530 in the morning. Good times, man. Yeah. Good times. That's how how you make friends, bro. Doing shrooms. Yeah. I want to do an episode where we take shrooms. I don't want to do it live with these guys. I just want to do it and see how it comes out. And if we don't say anything stupid, then I'll probably upload it. Have fun. I, I don't I, I don't think I have any, any fucking want to do psychedelics anymore. Yeah. You're at that age where you're just like, eh, I'm good. I mean, it's been a long time anyway. And I don't know. I don't want to fucking go back through. Part of me is kind of afraid to go back through what I went through after that bad trip because it wasn't just like one bad night. There was longer lasting effects from that fucking night. So I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like was, when you drink too much of like some whiskey and then you puke up and then you're just like, ah, I don't know if I want to drink whiskey anymore for a while. Sort of, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. You just, don't, you just don't want to have another bad trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> I get it. I get That's, it. I mean, it's not like I, I, I definitely have had plenty of good times. There was the fucking summer. No, I've, I've seen people have like bad trips where they just they just curl up in a corner and they're like sweating and they're just like, oh, no, fuck this. And like, dude, are you all right? It's like, yeah, just leave me alone, bro. I need to just fucking ride this out. Like, what are you seeing? Like, no, just leave me alone, dude. I just need it. And they're just in the corner just like, uh and you're worried about them, but you don't know what the fuck's going on. And they're tripping out, seeing stuff, and you're just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So mine was and, just, you, and you're tripping, and you're like, ah, uh, dude, I just, I just paced through my living room for like five and a half hours, and I couldn't. Thought about everything in life. Just all kinds of shit, and then like stuff on the TV was freaking me out. I was trying to put shit on to like calm myself down, you know. So like Roseanne's on, and I was like, okay. So I got that, and I'm kind of, you know, pacing back and forth, and it's sort of making me laugh, and then something happened, and they all start fighting, and I was like, nope! So I got the remote in my hand, and I'm, like, changing channels frantically. Imagine if it was the episode where you find out that her whole life has been a lie, and she woke up from a coma, and Dan's dead, and she's <laughs> heading one the million dollars. Do you remember that? Yeah, the the season finale? Yeah. Dude, why, why, why was that such a forgotten thing? Like, that was such a crazy thing to do at the end of the series like that and it's kind of never talked about and it never was talked about so it was put on netflix that i can remember yeah i don't know man started watching it again i i I don't know what happened and why it was i I mean i guess it was just because it was so long ago like there's not a lot of remember watching roseanne all the time i do too but like that that episode kind of just like i don't know if they never showed it again after they aired it once no, because or... I've seen it in syndication. Okay. Because like, it used to be on like Nick at Night and stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I just think it, it, it's just a lot of it, time passes and people yeah. kind of just forget about shit. Beep, but, beep, 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 beep. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Fuck it. Yeah. If you fucking are spoiled <laughs> by shit that happened in like 1995 or 4, then grow up. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was fucking shocked that years later when I was an adult. And I was like, what the fuck? That really happened? I'm like, no, that's got to be fake. And then I went back and watched the episode. I'm like, holy shit. But, like, you know, I remember when Seinfeld's last episode aired, there was, a like, a really big uproar about oh, yeah. the episode. Oh, yeah, I was really like... young when that, when that aired. I don't really remember. I remember it was a big deal. It was coming out, and it was coming to an end. I don't yeah, remember anything. It was huge. I mean, the episode, I mean, it. it, it I, I don't think it's that bad, but it it was just, it was a really weird ending and they go to jail. Yeah. <clears throat> because they didn't do anything to help this guy when he was getting robbed and shit. And they were just making fun of him. They end up mm-hmm. bringing back like all these people from the, the, the entire series that had all this terrible shit happen to him because of Jerry Elaine and George and Kramer. So the judge fucking puts him in, in jail or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. It was, it was kind of a big deal when it ended. Like people were really upset about the ending and all that shit. And then it wasn't, I, I don't remember really even it, it coming up in conversation again until when they did the, the sort of, well, when they did the Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm and See, made I, fun I remember, of the ending. I remember that finale so much more. I, I don't know if that was aired a lot more, but yeah. it could have been because it was on and, after the Simpsons, I was gonna say Seinfeld was always on in syndication yeah. somewhere. See, I never, I never saw it when it was on NBC, so I never saw the finale air. I saw it afterward when it was on syndication on Fox. Yeah, I wasn't really like I watched Seinfeld a little bit, but I wasn't into it like I am now. Yeah, I love Seinfeld, right? So I've, I've, I probably didn't see it till syndication either. There uh, probably, there probably isn't a bigger Seinfeld fan than me. I think Ryan could give you a run for his money. I, I know. That's exactly why I said it. Ryan's going to be so pissed Good. that he's not on this episode. Good. Ah, that's exactly man. why I said it. No, Ryan's definitely a bigger uh, Ryan. Ryan's ridiculous. If you can prove it, brother. I see him every every time the – the um he turned me on to the, the Seinfeld the Seinfeld podcast. Yeah. Where they go – they these two guys that are like diehard – Seinfeld friend, uh, fans, and they met at Michigan State University. Oh yeah, I see him sharing it all the time. Yeah, he he got me. He turned me on to it, and I haven't listened to it in a long time. But I went because I don't really listen to a ton of podcasts anymore. Um, and uh, he got me into it, so I, so I went back to the beginning and like started listening to it and stuff like that. And but like I see, I so I started following them on on Facebook and Twitter and shit. And I see Ryan commenting every time they post about an episode, the upcoming episode. Ryan already has the quote fucking in there and shit. Yeah, like, he's already there. Yep. Wasn't he? Wasn't he gonna get a divorce? Or didn't he say the cracks are starting or something like that? Because uh, his wife didn't get a reference to Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, he said something about that the other day. Dude, you know, <laughs> I wish I could see Ryan's face when he see, hears me say there probably isn't a bigger Seinfeld fan than me. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could see his face so bad. Me too, because he's gonna it, it, it just is gonna turn as red as his hair. He's gonna get uh, he's gonna get mad. We miss you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you're missed, Dempsey. Like I said on Tuesday, it's we got to figure out getting him back on. It's been a while, yeah, brother. It's been a while. The trio needs to to ride again. It's been a while well, since I had. I don't remember that song. Was <laughs> that was that stained? Yeah, I mean it's right. sad, but I do. 
know every word to that goddamn song. I was I was a big I was a big Stain fan until their third album. But like Dysfunction, I was a freshman. Just it just clicked. It's still an album I can listen to today. Like all the way through. I'm not ashamed of it. I saw him a couple times actually. People make fun of me for listening to Blink back in the day in some forty one. I liked Dang. Blink for a little while when they first came out, like when I was in eighth, I was in seventh grade when Dude Ranch yeah, was, came out. Okay, dude, uh, why do I remember it? That I think it's way earlier. Did uh, Dude Ranch was like? Uh, 90, uh, I think you might be right. I, I might have been in sixth grade. Yeah, I think you might be right. I was in. God damn it, you're right. I was Enema, in Enema of the State fourth, came fourth out in like grade. 99, early 2000, so. Yeah, you're right. Because I remember my friends would make fun of me because they were listening to more heavier stuff, and I was listening to Blink-182 and Sum 41, and I really liked them. I was like, I really like these guys. Whatever, I, fuck you. I used to be a really big Newfound Glory fan. Uh, uh, not me. Like, Newfound, no. I don't really like, I didn't really get into, like, I liked, I liked uh, Dude Ranch a lot. Um, but then I just kind of fell off of Blink, and it was like songs here or there. But uh, Newfound Glory was my was like my pop punk guilty pleasure. I followed Blink up until Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and I saw him at Twisted Eight, which I referenced on here before, thinking you would know of it. But it's a Chicago Q101 thing. I, I mentioned Q101. I remember you. Yeah, you said something about yeah. Q101, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I thought it was. I didn't realize you didn't get it. <laughs> no, don't. Man, it's man cow, bro. Man cow. <laughs> don't get the reference, bro. Yeah, no, but they used to have the thing like that. I saw Blink there live, too. But no, my friends used to make fun of me because they were like Slipknot fans, and I was still listening to Blink and shit like that. And I was like, whatever, dude. You guys like what you like. I liked all that shit. I listened to, the, to fucking Slipknot, and... I'm not going to lie. The mask kind of threw me off. I was like, I'm... Is this is this a Jeez. juggalo thing? <laughs> no, not everything is a juggalo thing. Hey, I saw your comment on uh, on a juggalo thing the other day, bro. I knew it. I knew what? it. What juggalo thing? One of your friends, I don't know. One of your friends uh, put a a musician thing on your on your page. I was gonna comment on it too. I did. Oh yeah, ironically, <laughs> we were making fun of that dude. Fuck yeah, off! I know, I know you were. I, I wanted to put it on there. I knew it. I knew it. The evidence is here. No. I turned down free tickets to go see ICP in two thousand and fucking three. I was like, I was given free tickets. They were like, "Here, go, go see them." Should have burned them. That's and I you said, know. "Nope." You should have taken them and thrown them in the, in the garbage. No, I didn't want to touch them. <laughs> Your hands would have burned. Yeah. Ah. Fuck that shit. Hey, dude, we should definitely talk a lot more Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. We're already 40 minutes in. <laughs> we should probably get to some fights, though. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Well, whatever you want, bro. It's up to you. It's your show. <laughs> it's our show. You're, you're the captain. We, we do what we do. What we want. We uh, we still on for Sunday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I've been doing. <laughs> I've been doing homework. I've been watching fucking uh some ECW docs on on YouTube. <laughs> Nice. I uh, I'd never seen um, Barbed Wire City before, um, and I found that on YouTube. So I watched that yesterday, and then today I watched Forever Hardcore again. 
I'm gonna write. I'm gonna watch the Forever Hardcore. Write down a bunch of important dates and just go off asking questions off of that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch the Rise and yeah. Fall for because that the Rise and Fall just, gives more dates than yeah. than Forever Hardcore. Har- Forever Hardcore just kind of tells the story, but yeah. what's get... awesome is you you have ECW knowledge of the time, like what you were watching it at the time. Yeah, so, that, that's what's awesome about it. I. I didn't get. I got to see some matches when they were on Channel Twenty Six here in Chicago, and like it was at one in the in one in the morning. So I didn't. I didn't really get to see a lot of it, and not even in how how it was the storylines and shit like that. It was right. only events that they would show or whatever, or cards that they wanted to show. So I I, I did see some ECW, but not a lot of it. So that's why it's going to be awesome to have you on talk about ECW. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I like talking about that shit this said uh yeah. barbed wire city i'd never i had never watched that documentary so i'd heard about it and it was cool because it it went a little bit deeper into things than than even forever hardcore did so it was cool dude I, I learned so much even the last time we talked about it just because i had watched the documentaries and i'd done a little bit of history and i watched the first pay-per-view from the last time we talked about it on here yeah just I was watching it just because um, I wanted to get some history on the brands that branched off from the NWA and ECW is one of the ones I wanted to check out. Well, because they are one of the ones that branched off. Yeah. Eastern Championship Wrestling, brother. Yep. <laughs> yep. Originally Man, so the the uh, what was it? Tri-State or I don't remember. But we get to talk about that on. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'll try to stay up tomorrow and work on a work on a cool graphic. Cool. Alright. Let's talk about Saturday night. Saturday. 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 <laughs> Motherfucking Elton John. Or Nickelback if you're an asshole. Dude, you don't like Nickelback? No. I'm not gonna lie, I like the first album. That first album was good. Yes. Silver Side Up. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw Nickelback twice at Summer I'm, Celebration. I saw, him, I saw him once too, bro. I saw him on the first album. I have never paid money to see Nickelback. I they... paid money to see Pete Yorn, but they <laughs> were there as well. It was an outside venue thing for, again, Q101. Yeah, that's what we we had. A, we used to have an 11-day or 10-day um, like festival here in muskegon but they would always it was mostly always like classic rock and like older fucking people but they would always try to bring like one or two like bigger acts down or whatever and nickelback was there twice and my dad worked for the festival so i went like every night anyway and i took my girlfriend once because the second time i think it was when i was a little bit older because she wanted to go see him so then I got was a cool boyfriend and got pussy for taking her to the new fucking Nickelback concert. Nice. Yeah, whatever. It's a win. <laughs> it's a win. It is. A, it's a win. Take it. Yeah. Um, look, they might make generic rock and roll music, but they, you know. No, like like what you said, Silver Side Up was a pretty decent album. There were some good songs on there. Yeah. After that, people say they kind of cop. They got poppy, and maybe they did. They did. Maybe they did. I don't really listen to them after that. Maybe because they did get poppy, and I was just oh, like, eh, fuck this song. Go listen to the song Photograph, and yeah. then we'll continue this conversation. 
right. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night from Orlando, Florida. Your main event, number four, Josh Emmett, taking on number seven, the little heathen, Jeremy Stevens. Two guys just looking to stand in the middle of the ring and punch each other, cage and punch each other in the face. Yeah, and uh, you doubted my boy Stevens last time, bro. I did. I did. Against Duhu Choi, Korean Superboy. I did. <clears throat> and I'm right off the bat, I'm going with Jeremy Stevens in this one again. You know why? Why? <laughs> no, um, well, I guess I could break it down real quick, right? I guess that's why we're here for. Um, I went back and watched a couple of their fights uh, just because I hadn't really seen a lot of Josh Emmett. I don't think a lot of people have anyway. No. But uh, you remember his last fight, right? Oh, of course, what he did to yeah. Ricardo Lamas. Yeah. He was looking for the huge bomb, throwing fucking hooks, throwing big overhand rights, leaping in. You know what? Alpha male likes doing leaping in with the big overhand right, trying to catch people. Uh, I I haven't really seen Josh Emmett's wrestling, but I'm guessing it is there just because yeah. on the on the lack of technique in his uh, striking. I'm not, he's got a lot of power, and if he lands, he's gonna knock you out. But he really doesn't do anything to set it up besides faint. He should be throwing a jab a lot uh, more. He should be put, throwing one-twos, but he kind of comes with the hook or an overhand right most of the time. And they're lunging and they're leaping in. I don't really like it. He caught Lamas because he was pressuring Lamas the whole time. Lamas was throwing leg kicks, and he caught Lamas off a leg kick. He came in after after checking a bunch of them and kind of feeling the power off of it. He, started, he, he came in with the bomb and caught Lamas and knocked him out. I don't think Jeremy's going to have that same problem just because Jeremy has pretty good boxing. Right. And I, yeah. I think Jeremy's going to be the one dictating the pace of this fight just because he has good leg kicks and good boxing. So if Josh Emmett, or, uh, yeah, it is Josh Emmett, right? That's his first name? Yeah. If he decides to stand with Jeremy Stevens uh, uh, like he did with uh, Lamas, I don't think he's going to be able to knock him out, and I think he's going to take some damage on the feet as well in the boxing department when he – Decides to take the leg kick in exchange because that's where he had success with Lamas. Lamas was trying to pressure. Whenever Lamas pressured, he couldn't get him. He was just um, because Josh Emmett was dictating most of it by throwing bombs. Oh, and I guarantee yeah. he doesn't want to take the leg kick from Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, exactly. Jeremy Stevens has showed what his leg kick can do in the his last previous fights. And he's got power in the hands. And he's got – look. Jeremy Stevens is so fucking forward pressure orientated. He lost to fucking Moicano, I think it was, because he wouldn't stop coming forward. He did not change his game plan. He kept on taking the leg kick. Moicano, you know, credit to Moicano. He was just throwing the leg kick, using his jab very well and escaping very well, using the outside of the ring. But Jeremy Stevens in that fight, all he did was come forward and he yeah. was getting pieced up and pieced up and he didn't change his style. Josh Emmett struggles against somebody that comes at him. Perfect example, you can go back and watch the Desmond Green fight. Desmond Green was just putting the jab in his face. He wasn't even leg kicking him. If if, if Desmond Green could could develop a leg kick as well, it, 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 it'll, it'll be great benefit to his game plan. But he was just sticking the jab in uh, Josh Emmett's face whenever Josh Emmett came in lunging and actually landed something. Desmond took him down, which I think uh, Jeremy Stevens has the power well, not the power, but the technique to also be able to take him down if Josh Emmett tries to come in. But Jeremy Stevens has good hands, good leg kicks, and he has superb forward pressure. So, like I said, sometimes it works against him. But I think he's going to be able to to use that to 
to nullify uh, Josh Emmett's game, especially with the leg kicks. He's going to throw him off with that. He doesn't oh, deal yeah. with, the, with forward pressure. It's good. It's Jeremy Stevens for me. He could get caught. There, the, look, anyone could get caught. And that I think that's Josh Emmett's only chance of winning is catching him with a big bomb. Yeah, Stevens is, is just continuous forward pressure. And like I said, his and, – and you you said too, his leg kicks compared to Ricardo Lamas, Josh Emmett isn't going to be able to eat too many of them and then try to fire back. It's not going to work because he's going to he's going to eat the leg kick and then Jeremy's going to throw a punch in his face at the same time. If you compare Lamas's leg kick to Jeremy Stevens, they're point kicks compared to I'm going to break your leg kicks. Yeah. He throws with bad in- Jeremy Stevens throws with bad intentions mm-hmm. when he throws those leg kicks. Yeah. He he is trying to hurt your leg. I think he wins by decision. I don't think he can knock out uh Emmett, I just think he's going to be able to outpoint him. That's where I'm going too. I think he's going to be. It's it's not going to. Emmett's a tough guy. I don't think he's going to knock him out either. But I didn't think he was going to knock out Duho Choi either. So, yeah. But, um, I yeah. I'm I'm with you on the decision. I think I think it's going to be a a five round battle. Oh, uh, Komen event. Jessica Andrade is taking on Tisha Torres. This is, is an interesting fight. Yeah, do you think uh, Jessica gets a fucking title shot? Or, well, even Tisha, she's number five. If, if either one of these girls gets a win? It depends on who's champion. Because Andrade, Andrade has already gotten a title shot, right? Against yes, Joanna. And, she, and it didn't go well for her. And Tisha's take she's gotten one and one against Rose, right? Um I think Rose has been the only one to beat her. Yeah, well, she's, see, she the, is. She lost to Rose by decision. Here's the thing with Tisha. I, you kinda have to count the house uh losses as losses. She lost to Carlos Sparza and she lost to Randa Marcos. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, got a second chance on the show. Yeah. She went two for one on the show because she got a second chance. Uh, I do not like Tisha Torres for this fight. I think it, I think she needs to be built up a little bit more. Jessica Andrade did not get finished by uh, Joanna. She kept coming forward on her, throwing bombs all the time. You know, she wasn't setting anything up. She was just trying to knock Joanna out. It didn't work. I think she can take down Tisha, maybe keep her down. I think she can even pro- possibly knock her out. I got... I'm, Andrade in this fight. I definitely think she can take her down. I mean, she took Claudia down four times. Yeah. yeah. Jessica Andrade at 115 pounds compared to Jessica Andrade at 135 pounds. Like she she could keep up with bantamweights. Mm-hmm. She was just a little bit too small in in stature. Yeah, that's the thing. She's been a fucking tank since she dropped down to uh 115. Only losses to the champion and the champion outpointed yeah. her five rounds. Yeah. And like I said, she was coming at Joanna still. She's got power in her hands. It's just, it's a matter of her landing it, but. So here's an interesting thing. She lost back when she was fighting at 135. She lost to Raquel Pennington. Yeah. Raquel Pennington is Tisha Torres' girlfriend and training partner. Mm. But there's a win there as well against Raquel Pennington. There's two fights. 
She's got a loss and the win. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, she does early. The, the latest one, the loss, is uh, more decisive, though, is the rear naked choke. Yeah, by submission. I forgot that they had fought twice. That's kind of the decision for her to move down. She's like, fuck, I lost to Raquel. I got to move down to... Well, Raquel's been moving up, though. She was she was yeah. in position to fight Amanda Nunes when she got hurt. Broke her arm. Yeah, uh, got in that ATV accident. Uh, is that a matter of her being that good or a matter of there not being a lot of competition there? I think it's 50-50. Like, she is a good fighter. She has improved yeah. a lot. I, I, I think she beat Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that when she did beat Holly Holm. And that, but that was where, like, she took some losses in fights that she won. Like, she's not a flashy, you know, knockout or, you know, a lot of submission fight. She's got two submissions. But she's a grinder, and she's really fucking tough. And she's continued to improve. I said, I think, I think she beat Holly, you know. Um, I don't think she beat Shevchenko. No, I don't even know if she fought Shevchenko, but I don't think she so. Hasn't. I don't think she beats her. Though. Her only losses are to Jessica Andrade and and Holly Holm. Okay, she's beat Betchkohea, um, Elizabeth uh, Phillips, and beat Misha Tate. She beat the shit out of Misha Tate. Yeah, that that's a way to take quit, right? That's her retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it it, it is a, a mixture of there not really being girls to for Amanda to fight, but it's also that Pennington is is a has done well enough to deserve the yeah. title shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think she beats Amanda, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I think uh, I got Jessica and Drudge. Yeah, I think she's she, too much of a tank. Mm-hmm. I think she she beats up Tisha on the feet, and if she takes her down, she's gonna ground and pound the shit out of her. Yeah, I think she's. I think she gets to stop it in the third round. TKO. TKO by strikes. Probably ground the pound. Yeah. Yeah. This fight was next fight was supposed to happen. Oh, I don't know. Not a month or so ago. Yeah, Latifi was injured, right? Yeah, Latifi got injured. Uh, Ovin St. Prue taking on Erie Latifi. We see another Von Flew choke in this fight or what? <sighs> if it goes to the ground, I, I feel pretty confident in OSP's ability to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah, OSP is going to try to implement his striking. Latifi's going to try to implement his wrestling because that's all Latifi does. He has no striking. He can hit you with the fucking his his bomb. He's got a bomb. He's got a he's got a powerful. Yeah, he he's. I mean, knockouts over Hans Stringer and Sean O'Connell. He's also been yeah, knocked out by I, and Chris. I Tessie. don't think I don't think he lands that bomb on Ovin St. Prude. Ovin St. No. Prude has good uh, good escape. He comes in. He's very long. If he fights at a distance, he uses the distance very well. John Bones Jones wasn't able to knock him out. Well, Iri Latifi is five foot ten. Yeah, and Ilir Latifi is fucking tiny for this division. Yeah, he's just a fucking jacked as hell. But OSP is six foot three. Mm -hmm. So 
And OSP has good takedown defense, and when he does get taken down, he's back up. He springs back up. Uh, OSP with a seven-inch reach. Oh, my God. I'm going with OSP probably by knockout, second round. Late second, TKO. Uh, I got OSP as well. Uh, I think he wins this fight. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say by another Von Prue choke. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> if he gets. If, dude, if, what if he gets another one? I don't know. Like, that. what if he gets another one? You have to rename it. Oh, it, it should already be renamed. He has more. Fucking Von Flu choke wins in the UFC than Jason Von Flu. Yeah, so it's the Von Pru choke. They should name it that though. Calling it. Let's petition it. Let's petition this shit. It's bad. Let's do it. So, like we already said, uh, Gilbert Burns and I know we didn't say it. Uh, Gilbert Burns and Olivier Albert Mercier were supposed to fight. On the card, and it's been scrapped because Gilbert Burns came in pretty far overweight, and the UFC medical team said, nah. I I don't know if it's true. I heard he was 30 pounds away from the goal he was supposed to reach. Yeah, that would put him at 186 pounds. Yeah. This is the news <laughs> alert right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the bloody elbow story I have doesn't doesn't say anything it just says that the the ufc but you saw you said you were reading on twitter yeah i don't know where i saw it but i saw it that it was 30 pounds it was really heavy he that he was disgustingly heavy for them to not even let him well and not cut any more weight and he was cutting weight this far out they're like you're gonna die no yeah they're like dude come on like yeah so, uh, opening the main card on Fox at 8 o'clock Eastern time, Platinum Mike Perry taking on Max Payne Griffin. Perry probably going to knock him out. Yeah. I uh, I watched a couple of Griffin's fights. I really didn't like him. No. The, the fights, because, well, he was facing Colby, and Colby did take him down at will and hold him there. And just control him on the floor. But Colby does have good, really good wrestling. I'll give that cocksucker that. But yeah. Oh yeah, his wrestling's really good. And that the was- little bit, the little bit of striking I saw from Max Griffin wasn't really that impressive. And I think, I think Battery's gonna go in there and just fucking knock him out. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a knockout win over Eric Montano. And I'm hoping the UFC is holding Till off for Perry to win so they can make them fight. Even though Till would fucking beat that ass. I'd watch that fight. I'd watch it, too. I'd watch any Mike Perry fight. Oh. No? I, I, he, he's a really good fighter. Well, he's he's a very good striker. Mm-hmm. I, I I like him for the fact that he's a savage, and he's going to come in there and throw fucking bombs. I kind of think he's a little bit of a douchebag in that shit when he, his first couple fights when his corner and him were making fun of one of the fighters, calling him a slant-eyed shit and saying oh, he can't, yeah. can't see. That shit yeah. kind of, yeah, that, that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, yeah. fuck that racist fuck. So, yeah, I mute I mute the, the the fights all the time. Right. I don't know what they say. I don't even know what the commentators say sometimes. I go back and watch it, and then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
But no, I, 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 I remember seeing the slant ice thing after the fact. Though. Right. I kind of forgot about it. It's an objective way to do it, though. Like It's the best way to do it if you're trying to watch and score the fights because you're not getting uh, swayed by the commentary. Yeah, that's why I like scoring them, too. That's why, like, I've, when I've gone back and watched close fights, like um, Condit Lawler or... Uh, my notebook now of score, like, just scoring the fights. Nice. I'm just going to keep a notebook of all the fights I score here. That's what's up. Yeah. Official scorecards brought to you by Full Heel Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is another public service announcement brought to you by... <laughs> the Average Joe's MMA Show. Uh... Yeah, I got I got Mike Perry second round. Yeah, sorry, I was taking a hit. I got my, my no, Mike Perry, too. Now you're good. Take that hit, brother. Take that yeah, hit. Now that, now that you brought up that slant ice thing, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan fucking Ryan had really strong feelings about that situation too. So, ooh, 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 Fox uh, featured prelim bout Hennen Burrell taking on Brian Boom Kelleher. This the is return a, of Burrell. The return of Burrell. When was the last time he fought? Oh. Damn, against Aljo. He lost in 2017. Not too long ago. Yeah. It was a loss, though. Uh, Keller's 2-1 and one in the UFC. Is is this back at, uh, at 135, or is he still at 145? Hen- Hennon. Um, I think this is back at... Cause I thought 30, I heard yeah, he was... it's at 35. I heard it was back at 135. Yep, it's 35. I'm hoping Hennon got his weight issue under control, just dropping a little bit of muscle so you can make the weight and not having to dehydrate yourself because he had fainted and fucking hit his head on one of them, so they had to cancel the fucking fight. I think it was a rematch for his championship, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got the immediate rematch and then fucking... So they had to throw Joe Soto in. So Joe Soto came in, got his ass beat. That was the last time the Bantamweight title was defended in pay-per-view until Garbrandt and... Was it Garbrandt and uh, Dom? Because didn't Dom... Dom wanted off a uh, TJ on TV. And I think when Garbrandt beat Dom, it was on pay-per-view. Because after that... Yeah, because it it was supposed to be Hennon and TJ, and then they had to do it in Joe Soto. Pay per view didn't do very well. And then when... was that the Chicago one? No, 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 right. no, no, no. That's when they actually fought. That was that was yeah, that was in Chicago. That was a fight night on Fox. So okay, they didn't. They didn't TJ won the title. Yeah, they didn't put the bantamweight title on the fucking. Well, no, he didn't win the title. He he had already beaten Hennon for the title. When Hennon fell out, that was their rematch, and Joe Soto came in, and then like six months later or whatever, maybe more, is when he fought Hennon uh, in Chicago at the United Center. Okay. That was his technically his second title defense. 
I didn't, I was in Champagne. I didn't get to go to see that. I'm gonna go to the 25 or not to 225. Yeah. yeah, it's 225. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still haven't figured shit out for that card, right? No, they don't have I, a. I think they got Claudio Gadella versus uh, Carlos Carlos Yeah, yeah, because um, because Jackson and and uh, says that he doesn't have a fight official or about or anything signed with. CM Punk. Cult of personality, bro. Yep. Uh, who do you got for Burrell and Keller? Um, uh, I got I got Burrell. Uh, I'm hoping he bounces back good at 135. He's had a lot of, not a lot of experience, but he has fought top guys like TJ. He did lose, but he got knocked the fuck out and pieced out. Yeah, his only his he hasn't won a fight since 2016 against Felipe Nover. Yeah, he had a good run at 135 though. That's the thing. I'm just hoping he does good again at 135. I don't yeah, think 145 was, he, was a division for him. But was he on the juice? Yeah, that's uh, was he on you, the was he on the juice? You said it, brother, not me. I, I, I'm saying it. It's been. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it, it's been said. It's been said many times. Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. Al- Alistair was on the juice, and he came off of it, and it took him a little bit of while, like, to get his endocrine system, you know, to level out and to to get back into making testosterone the normal way. <clears throat> Is that period over for Barrow? Is he getting it out of his system? Is he still trying to cheat the system? Is he completely doing it clean? Who knows? I'm going with Burrell at 135. <laughs> Are you comparing the power of a heavyweight to a 135 pounder? <laughs> no, I'm not comparing them. But Uber remit the head. But the recovery after the the, the fact that he was yeah, on the roids, no, he 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 was he was destroying everyone. Then like they're like, hey, we're bringing in Usada, and then it's like ah, I got to lose a ton of weight for some reason, and. I think he got caught once. He's like, I was eating horse meat. Yeah, he got caught when he was supposed to fight Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. Because they were waiting for him at a press conference. Yeah. Actually, they did catch him, so. Yeah. I after, ate after, horse meat. After the fact that they caught him, I think, is when. I don't know if it was got... USADA, though. I think it might have been Las Vegas State Athletic Commission. Yeah, I think it was right before. But the thing is, I think he got caught, and like after that, there was a notable, noticeable change in his physique. In his performance, his chin was gone. It's still not all the way there. But it, it did take him some time to recover. He did look better. He did get his way back to the title. It wasn't Uberim anymore. No, it wasn't Uberim. It could be the same thing with Burrow. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Kelleher. Kelleher? I'm yeah. going with Burrow. I'll pick Kelleher. He's, uh, I've liked him. I, I'm going to pick him for the upset, and this is a good name for him to put on his resume. I think that's what the UFC wants. Yeah, I think so too. <coughs> uh, number seven, Sarah McMahon taking on number eight, Marion Renault. <sighs> man, I've always had high hopes for Sarah McMahon. I've always been let down, man. Like, she's an Olympic fucking wrestler, silver yeah. medalist in wrestling. She's a tough wrestler. She just can never. 
maybe it's just the fact that she owned like, she needs to hone her other skills because doesn't seem to get her past the top tier people. No. And Ketlin Vieira, I don't think is like championship. Well, maybe again, you know, the female division is still catching up with uh She had a good with itself. She had a good little three fight win streak going before she lost to Ketlin Vera though. Yeah. Two submission wins and a decision over Jessica I. I'm going with her in this one, but I don't know. I think she's gonna have to change her game plan up or get her game up. She can't come in with the same shit she's been always doing. No, I think she's just gonna out wrestle Marion Renault. See, that's the thing. She's gonna run into another fucking person that's gonna tap her out if she never adapts. Because she doesn't finish anybody. She's just like top pressure, top pressure, and landing strikes sometimes. I mean, she she got taken down three times in her last fight against Toledo Bernardo. Which was surprising. And I guarantee Sarah McMahon is a far superior wrestler to Toledo Bernardo. So I look I look for Sarah to do what she does, just take her down. I mean, if she stays on her feet, she's got to watch out because Mary Renault can piece her up. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think I think she's gonna gonna do just enough to squeak out a decision. Yeah, I'm going McMahon. Yeah, I got McMahon too. Marion uh, Renault's got no chance in hell. <laughs> no, get it? I, get it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to get a soundboard. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'll put that on there. I need to get the soundboard. I get the matraca button. Yes. The drum. I'll put the Bill Burr, the fuck you lady on there too. I love that. That cracks me up every time. Dude, when it goes off in public, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. No shit. You're just like, oh, God. Oh, like, God damn it. I'm like, ah, that's my, that's, that's my... That's my ringtone. Sorry. Like, you're just looking around like, whose phone is that? Yeah, like, uh, what lady? Oh, no. <laughs> There's a little kid sitting next to you. Oh, it's really awkward when it's kids. Of course. Or when you're watching a movie and it goes off. <laughs> good thing I always remember to fucking turn it off. That's good. That's good. I do, too. I'm not that jerk. Like I'm not will, a jerk in the theater. I will do that tomorrow when I see Black Panther. Uh, number <sighs> number fourteen, Miranda Mraz is taking on Angela Hill. Hill is zero and two since she's been back in the UFC. No, one and one. Yeah, she lost to Nina Ansaroff, Amanda's girlfriend. She beat uh, Ashley Yoder. And she lost to when she fought Jessica Andrade. I forgot about that fight, too, back in 2017. That was like a quick, short-notice fight. Yeah, they had pulled her up from... Invicta. Yeah. She was supposed to make her debut before that, but because she was returning to the organization and not retired, she had to be in USADA's testing pool for like four months or some shit. She's undefeated in Invicta. Her stint after the UFC. Yeah, she did really. She was a champion in Invicta. Yeah. Um. But she's just 
kind of struggled a little bit. Hmm. Uh, Morena is coming off a loss to Carlos Sparza in June. Before that, she had put together wins against uh, Christina Stanchu and Danielle Taylor. Joanne Calderwood too. Yeah, she beat JoJo. Oh, I love JoJo. Yeah, I love me some JoJo. That's my girl. Ah man, I'm gonna go with Angela Hill in this one. Yeah, kind of leaning towards Angela too. This is actually a pretty good fight for her. Yeah, I think Angela could wrestle her, keep her down on the floor. Mm -hmm. And she's got pretty good striking. Yeah, Angela's pretty good at striking too. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I'm gonna. I'm going to pick Angela Hill. Yeah. Angela, do you think she comes out as a Black Panther again? She's already used it, hasn't she? I don't remember if she did. I know she came out as... She, co- she, she comes out as Marvel characters all the time. Yeah. Well, she came out... To, she did the weigh-in as... Uh, who was it from Street Fighter? Vega? Yeah, see, I think I'm pretty sure she's done Vega. She's done Saget. She did Saget. That's the one I was trying to yeah. think of. It was, it was Tiger. 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 <laughs> Tiger knee. Tiger uppercut. <laughs> He's the bad guy in the first game, right? Street Fighter 1. He's the evil boss in the first <laughs> Evil boss in the second one is Bison. I don't remember. I think so. I don't know. That one's for you. Um, damn, I just forgot his name. Are you going to give somebody a shout-out then forget who you're shouting out? Yeah. He's been on the show, too. Blake? No, not Blake. Not Zach? Blake, no. Yeah, Zach. There you go. I can't remember his name. Oh, poor the guy Zach. guy video games. Yeah, he does. And he doesn't look like a bird. No. No, he does not. <laughs> Were you guys talking about that, that one day? Yeah, I, 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 his, I said he had a bird-like physique. <laughs> I love Zach. Yeah, Zach's a cool guy. He is. He's fucking awesome. He's always talking about video games. He's fun to get drunk with. I've never gotten drunk with him, so I don't know. I did. I got drunk with him and Kyle. <laughs> and then me and Zach stayed up and continued to drink until I passed out. Um, opening the uh, Fox prelims, Killa B, Ben Saunders taking on Ellen Joban. I fucking love Ben Saunders. I really do. <laughs> he, I like Ben Saunders a lot. He's a student of 10th Planet at Bravo. Isn't he? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I like Joban too. I don't know, though. I, I Ben Saunders is a tough motherfucker. Yeah, he is. And Joe Ban kind of, uh, I've seen a fold under pressure when people put it, bring it to him. Well, he kind of doesn't, he doesn't want it. Did Ben get, he had a, was it an Omoplata? He's, yeah, not too long ago. It's like the only person to hit an, or the first person to hit an Omoplata? Let's see, what was it? Uh, yeah, the UFC's worst. Yeah, Omoplata. Who was 2014 it? against Chris, Chris uh, Heatherly. Yeah, Heatherly. I'm gonna say it had to be that or Joe Riggs. 
I'm gonna pick Ben because that's that's I fucking love that dude and I used to talk to him on Twitter and he's funny nice. as fuck. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I'm picking that's I'm awesome. I'm picking with I'm picking with my heart. I'm sure Joe Band's probably he's probably gonna knock Ben out. I'm going with Joe Band. But uh I'd like to see Ben get it to the ground and get a submission. I like Killer B. I do too. I like he was he was my favorite on that season of the Ultimate Fighter. I'm going with Joe Ban. Yeah. Like I said, I the smart pick would be Joe Ban, but you know, I don't make those all the time. Sam Elvey is taking on Marcin Pricino. Sam's the is the underdog in this fight. I think because it's at 205, isn't it? Yes. On short notice, I believe, too. Maybe. No, Sam, well, Sam announced this one. Pricino is... Uh, He's making his debut. Yeah, at 205. And they needed a, a replacement, so Sam Alvey stepped in like a badass that he is. Yeah, Sam's the man. I wish I was on the show when he was on here, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Not really. I'm not really. I'm not an interviewer kind of guy. I'm just a. Uh, you want to get high and talk about fights or WWE? Let's go. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, our interviews went okay. Like Sam's was fun. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could interview somebody if I tried. Talking to but... him changed my perspective on him for sure because I kind of used to think the whole thing was a gimmick and. Smiling Sam. Yeah. I didn't really like him for a while, but after you talk, when you talk to the guy for two minutes, you can't not like him. He, he I saw talked. some like behind the f- like scenes shit. I don't know if it was like a UFC thing, like, but like, I saw how he was with his wife and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this guy's just a nice fucking yeah, dude. That 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 kind of stuff turned me on it too. But like I, after I talked to him, I was just like, oh my, yeah. this this dude, I'm I'm a Sam Elby fan. Yeah, I'm a Sam Elby fan. He was he was a fun interview. I'd love to have Sam on again. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sam. I'm going with Sam too. I don't even know the other guy. Uh, I think he decision wins it out. Maybe, maybe a knockout. Damn, the other guy's coming off of one, two out of his last five fights. He's gotten four KO. There, yeah, three three KOs and a KO. Seventy-seven percent KO. Holy shit! Look how many first round fights he's come out of. One, two, three, four, five, six. Almost all his fights are first round finishes. So let's see if he can. What it, what it's like? Oh no! I mean, Sam's a tough guy. He's a hard guy to knock out. Yeah, you, but you got to kill five, Sam. Man. Yeah, yeah. But Sam's a big one eighty five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to say he's a big dude. I'm cut, going with Sam still. I'm sure, I think he cuts a lot of weight to make one eighty five. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Sam. Uh, Ronnie Yaha taking on Russell Doan in a prelim match. Doan coming off of a win over Quan Ho Kwok. Before that, Did you call me. <laughs> For that, uh, he was on a three, four, four fight losing streak. Yuri Alcantara, Jared Saunders, Pedro Munez, and Merced Bektik. Uh, Ronnie Yaha. I, I like Yaha. I do too. He's dangerous on the ground always. Yeah, I love his jits. His jits is nasty. 
Uh, he's a wizard. Coming off the submission win over Henry Brijonis. Lost a decision to Joe Soto March of last year. And before that was on quite the winning streak. I'm going with uh, Ronnie just because Russell's gotten his ass beat in a lot of his past fights. And, uh, yeah. To his credit, they have been tough guys. But, you know, losses are losses. The UFC will cut you. I think Ronnie's going to submit him. Second, yeah, I think. Second, yeah, third round. Guy, yeah, I agree with you there, brother. Oh, he, he ain't making it out. Eric Shelton taking on Alex Perez. Shelton. Coming off a win over Janelle Lausa back in November. Before that, lost to Jared Brooks last July and has lost to Alexandre Pantoja. So he's one and two in the UFC. Uh, Perez on a two fight winning streak, both by With, submission. Uh, yeah, he's from Dana White, Tuesday Night Contender Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He won in his UFC debut, so. Second round, Anaconda choke. That's right. Um, fuck. I don't know a lot about these guys because they're fresh. I don't, I don't either. Vaguely remember the last fight Shelton had. I don't know. I don't know I'm, I'm going to go with Perez. Fuck it. I'm going to go with Perez too. Submission. And Albert Morales is taking on Manny Bermudez in the first fight. Uh, I think Bermudez is making his UFC debut. Morales has had a rough go of it since he got into the UFC. Yeah. What is he, one in five? He one in, one in, in three. His... One in three with a draw. Yeah, there you go. That his only win is a split decision against Sukumatath. But knocked out by Thomas Almeida. Decision, split decision, or no, unanimous decision lost to Brent Johns and Benito Lopez. Manny Bermudez is 10-0. and 0, um, That's really all I know about him. Is he making his debut? Yeah, he's making his debut. Yeah. Come from Titans FC. Cage Titans FC. Uh, fuck. Jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah, seven submissions. Yeah. God damn. Fuck it. Let's Bro. keep that streak going. Yeah. Manny Bermudez. Probably sending Albert Morales packing. That's the card. It's a good card, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is gonna be a fun, fun card. Yeah. Remember, it starts at uh, 4:15 for the uh, fight pass prelims, so it's 3:15 for you, man. Holy shit! I didn't know. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, the it's a Fox card. Yeah, fight pass prelims are at 4:15 Eastern. Fox prelims start at six, and main card starts at eight. So five and seven for you. 
Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to go live for that one. Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple news stories to touch on. I mean, not really news. Just some discussion shit. Conor McGregor tweeted today that he is fighting again. He will be back, he says. And uh, Is this just Conor wanting to stay in the news? I don't know. Because uh, I was telling you earlier, there was before earlier this morning before the that this whole tweet went out, there was a tweet or a story about uh, Dave Meltzer. Or, yeah, Dave Meltzer was reporting that the UFC negotiations with uh, Connor for two fights in 2018 are quote going well. Uh. There's no deal inked, is, is what he said. They're, what they, they're said to be not so far apart, and they're in talks about him doing two fights in 2018. Mm. Probably mm-hmm. matchup would be against the winner of the upcoming lightweight title bout at 2023. Dana had said in an interview, I don't know if it was yesterday or whatever, that he talked to Connor about him being stripped. And that Connor doesn't, you know, he understands. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I don't know if it's, it's him wanting to stay in the news or just him being him. Like put yeah. put an end to the put an end to the rumors of if he's gonna fight again or not. Or delaying the decision to strip him? No, I don't okay, think I don't think delay. he's he's not delaying. He's getting. Do you stripped. think they strip him? Yeah. yeah. Do they, you think they're just waiting to see that this fight is finally going to be made? Yeah, I think so. I think that it's they strip him after the weigh-ins, or after they weigh in, make the make the official announcement the Friday morning when Tony and Khabib both make weight. It makes it for a good story. Yeah, I like a I like a good storyline. You can't strip me, brother. Let's fight in the cage, and I drop that elbow on you, brother. Well, Connor, I mean, he he claims that he offered to step in. Uh, for Max Holloway to fight Frankie, to fight that big bad Frankie Edgar, brother. But uh, he was told, according to him, he was told there wasn't enough time to generate the money the UFC would need. To pay him, right? Or something like that. And pay him. Fuck yeah, to ridiculous. pay him. It's ridiculous. Well, do you think they would have made it an undisputed championship just because the fact he was champion of 145 and he's still kind of like, hey, I'm still 145-pound champion. He's still champ champ, according to him. No. I think they probably would have made it for an interim title. That's what I'm saying. Do you think they would have made it for an interim title, kind of like? Oh, no, I thought you said undisputed title. No, well, with uh, Max being there, I don't think they can. I don't think they would be able to. But no, they think... wouldn't. No, they wouldn't at all. But do you think they would put the, undisp- or the sorry the intern on the on the line then? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To to build up Max versus uh, McGregor. Yeah, but then with how long would that? get put on held because he's 
gonna want to go back and fight for his lightweight championship. Let him. What if he defends both of them? He hasn't defended a belt. <laughs> That's Wait, why you... they're gonna strip him. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they they basically said as soon as he won the lightweight title that they were gonna strip him of the featherweight, and they did. I don't know. I just want him to fight. Yeah, exactly. I just want him to fight. I just want to see him get in the ring. Yoel uh, Romero was on the MMA Hour on Monday. And he says that the UFC has confirmed he'll fight Robert Whitaker for the title maybe in July. So, like I was saying to you, uh, you know, probably... You know, the setting it up for one of two things to either if they need a third title fight for that super card on um, Fourth of July weekend or whatever international international fight week, or if they're gonna do what they would usually do and do two pay per views in July and one at the end, and that'll be Yoel and Robert. So, but. I think he deserves the title shot. Definitely. So, so fuck Definitely. it. Uh, what? Oh yeah, before right before we uh, were getting ready to record, it was announced that Jacare is going to take on Calvin Gastelum at oh, UFC hey. 224 in Rio de Janeiro. That was going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Bong hits for Gastelum. Alligator all day. And a crocodile. I love, I love Jack Rye. Bong hits for Gaslin, bro. Bong hits for gas. Bong hits for Jesus. That, that motherfucker can't stop eating tacos for to save his life. <laughs> no, he loves Mexican food, he said. Yeah. <laughs> like, why aren't you world champion? at one seven. the I love tacos. I love tacos too much. He keeps saying he's going back to 170. I hope. I want to see him there. I think he could be champion there. He could be if he could stop eating tacos. Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cyborg said she's hopeful to face Amanda Nunes in a super fight at UFC 226. She, She don't even give a fuck about the fight she's got coming up. To be honest, I think she did it as a favor to the UFC in order to get the man to fight. Like, hey, look, I'm going to scratch your back. You scratch mine yep. in July. And it's also one more fight off of her contract. Yeah. And she wants out of that fucking contract. She wants to get paid. Because it seems like they're going to they're gonna start focusing on the division somewhat and trying to get girls into it. Here's the thing. She gets that super fight with Amanda. She gets paid, right? Yeah. That fight's going to be at 145, so the 135 belt's not going to be on the line, so it's not going to matter. If Cyborg wins, she fucking leaves with the belt, and the goddamn division's dead. Or Amanda Nunes wins, and she's the champ champ. I don't think she beats Cyborg. I'm not saying that I, I, I would pick her in the fight. I'm just saying it's kind of a win-win for the UFC. 
for Amanda to win? Yeah. I don't think they want I don't I don't think that they want Cyborg I don't think they want to negotiate with her. The the, the relationship between them has been really bad. Dude, they, they're not they're not going to let her go. They're not they, they'll look too foolish because she's not losing that title. They're not going to let her win and then leave and then go to Bellator and solidify their 145 pound division. That way, Bellator has a 145-pound division over the UFC. They're not going to let that happen. I don't think they fucking... I, I don't think she would resign, number one. I, I, I don't think they care. They've done nothing to bolster this division. They made, I think they made like two fights already. That's something. But they've all been 135-pound girls. They have not brought in legit 145-pound girls to try to build this division up. They don't even have it in the rankings. Um. Amanda has struggled to make 135. Is she 135 or is she 145? Well, that's, I mean, look, they, look, I'm looking, they don't even have a women's featherweight. No rankings available for this selection. Holly, Holly Holmes going to stay at 140, 145. She's so fighting. We, she's got a fight coming up, I think, at 135. Really? I thought she said she was going to stay at 145. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that she had a fight at 135. They're not. They're, they they have not made any other attempt to try to bring in Megan Anderson. I think she still has issues with something that they haven't disclosed. It's not pregnancy. I think it's some kind of visa. Oh, it's issue. definitely not pregnancy. I see her fucking on Twitter with a, a sports bra on every yeah. day. I the love thing is, Megan hey, Anderson. In, in, Immigration sometimes is a bitch, dude. Well, yeah, look for, at I mean, it happened. Uh... For Mexicans trying to get into this country, it's not easy at all. It takes them fucking years. That's why it took Glover so long to get into the UFC because. Yeah, yeah, Texiero fucking took forever, man. But I just, I don't know. The relationship that, that they have with Cyborg, I just don't think that they're going to waste their time. They haven't done anything to make this division happen. What about this girl Cyborg's fighting? She's, I mean, she's legit, but she's a bantamweight still. I think she's the Invicta bantamweight <coughs> champion, isn't she? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she is. <coughs> I'm pretty sure Yana can see guys. I don't know. We need that division to grow, though. I I agree. I absolutely I, agree. I, I just don't think the UFC would make a title and just let it go like that. They they're gonna do something to. I mean, to try to. They've done it before. They let. Remember when one fifty five just went away? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they only created this division because. She wouldn't, didn't, couldn't make down to one thirty-five anymore, and they created the division to make her happy. And then they got pissy about her pulling out of the fight. Um, when they created or had the fight for the title, and she's not even in it. I just don't think they care about this division. They haven't. They haven't brought anybody in like that is a legit 145-pounder. That's that's where my thing is. Why is there not 
Why are you not? If you if you care about this division, why aren't you building it up with with legit girls? Not to say that these girls aren't legit fighters, but legit one forty five pounders. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think that they just don't care. I just think we need to give it a little bit more time. I think Cat eventually probably moves up as well. So I think a lot of these girls that have trouble making 135 are going to move up. Amanda Nunes complained the fuck about it. I think this is one of the main reasons she's trying to fight Cyborg because she does not want to make 135 anymore. Well, I think if I think if that's why I say it's a win-win for the UFC. If Amanda Nunes wins this belt, man, maybe they'll put a little bit of push behind it. The really, I don't think they want they don't want Cyborg. I think they want her for the dollar return, but they don't want to deal with the headaches. Her and Dana have a terrible relationship. She trashes the UFC con- constantly on her Twitter and Instagram and shit. You know that's her boyfriend, right? Mostly. Yeah. Like her boy, her boyfriend runs the Twitter account. Literally. Well, that's not helping her case. With no, the no, exactly. Yeah, that, not, that doesn't help. Yeah, that doesn't help her case at all. Like that. That's a representation of you. Right. I will be surprised. Her manager is Tito Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Dana hates Tito Ortiz. Exactly. I will be shocked. If Chris is still in the UFC, she has a re- a past relationship with Coker. Her manager is signed to Bellator. She wants to go to Bellator. I just I think the UFC just lets her go. That's that's my personal thoughts. I don't know. Speaking It'll of, make them look weak and dumb. I don't think they want that. I mean, does it really make them look weak and dumb though? They've let look at look at the guys they've let go to Bellator already. Rory, Lorenz Larkin, Ryan Bader. To be fair, Lorenz Larkin has gotten his ass beat. Okay, fair enough. But Bader and fucking Rory are champions in Bellator. Yeah. yeah. But was Bader ever going to be champion in UFC? No. Was Rory going to be champion at 170? Maybe. Maybe, but UFC took the took the risk, and they're like, you know what? You already got your ass beat by Robbie Lawler twice. We're not. But he already had a win over Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And Tyron, and Tyron even said that like Rory was – yeah. It was it was on his climb up to to Robbie being champion, but he still has a decisive win over the current champion at 170 pounds. I don't know. Rory had a style that was not a good fit, and even and Tyron even said that. Tyron even said it was like a nightmare matchup for him at that time. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, we don't really even need to touch on this too much, but Tito Ortiz says he's got a level of interest in fighting Chuck Liddell again for the trilogy fight. 
Bro, let's uh let's get that win for Tito and make it four fights and let's see if we can Oh god, stop it. Stop it. You stop it right now. <laughs> I will not allow that. <laughs> Best out of five, brother. Best out of five. Best out of five. Michael Bisping no. doesn't want says he's not what willing to fight. He doesn't want to fight Derek Brunson. He's got bigger fish to fry. And he said Derek Brunson's full of shit and that he never got about agreement and that what he's putting out is fake. It would be a good win for Brunson, uh not a good choice for Bisbing. Especially for his last fight, because he could possibly get knocked out. Right. I think he wants somebody that's going to get him more money yeah. as well. Yes, uh, yes. Because that merits maybe a co-main event, not a main event. It would be a f- shitty fight night main event, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this already, that Mike Jackson did, says he hasn't received any confirmation or anything from the UFC. And last story, uh, Jacare almost declined the Brunson bout because he could only he was injured and wasn't really even able to run. Um, you know, obviously he came out and beat the crap out of him, but it's probably a good thing he did because who knows what his gas tank would have been. But he's fighting again against Calvin Gastelum. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the news tonight. We did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, let's uh, let's get into final thoughts and call her tonight. Uh, I don't know, man. Final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping for some another positive, uplifting message like Tuesday. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I can't expect it every time because yeah, that's too much pressure, but. Oh, you got nothing? Just plug the show. No, I just been thinking a lot of uh, I don't know, hang out with your family and love your family. All this school shooting shit is fucking scary. Yeah, you never, you never, you can, you never think it can happen to you, but it's happening. And they're going to school, and it's happening to people. That's scary as fuck. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. Cherish every moment you have with your family, because people like the people in Florida, they're fucking suffering a bunch. Because some asshole was sad and hated people. It doesn't make any sense. He's mentally ill and he goes in there, kills a bunch of people. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your loved ones you love them. And hopefully it never happens to anyone close to you guys because it's probably one of the worst things that can happen. But rest in peace to the the 17 victims in uh, Florida. R.I.P. Yeah. It's, oh, God. It, it sparked off that horrible debate again that just, there's no winning in. People and guns. Yeah. Dead people receive more flowers than the living ones. 
because regret is stronger than gratitude. Ooh, that's some deep shit. Wow. All right. I don't know why that quote was on my page, but it was on there and I saw it. So damn. <laughs> getting, getting deep. I'm not that deep, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. You just that's went. why. I, that's why I share stuff like that. Yeah. So that kind of falls into the line of you know. Appreciate yeah. your family while you got them. I like that. I like that. Speaking of appreciation. My final thoughts are uh, I just want to extend to you how much I appreciate you being on on the show and and, uh, coming on and taking on the role and, you know, yeah, how much I appreciate it, how much fun I enjoy, you know, how much fun I have doing the show with you. And I'm glad you're along this journey with me. Uh, No problem, brother. Dude, I've had a blast ever since uh, you asked me to come on. Well, even the times before I was on. Yeah. So yeah. it's always been a fun time. Sunday sessions were um, always fun, man. That's why you were the you were my obvious first choice. Yeah. It was a great decision to come on. And uh, thanks for having me as a co-host. Absolutely. Love it. It's fun. It's fun talking to me, smoking weed and shooting, <laughs> shooting the shit. Just going down rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm... I, I, fucking love it too so i'm I'm glad you're along for the journey so i just wanted to extend my appreciation thanks brother yeah and check out the full hill podcast oh yeah check out full hill podcast uh fight companion fight on saturday companion, yeah on saturday it might be me by myself i don't know i'll see who i can get to come uh but drop in the comment section and it won't be me by myself it'll be me and you guys and uh let me know what you guys think. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe on iTunes. And I love all you guys. Yeah. And then we'll be uh, doing a Sunday session with the for, for the Full Heel podcast. My first time yeah. on the podcast. So, yep. yeah. Some ECW. Yeah, yeah. I went back and listened to our last Sunday session. Or, well, the Thursday episode we did with the ECW talk, too. Trying to remember some of the stuff that I had or hadn't talked about. I got notes. I'm coming, man. I've been doing homework, Ooh, watching coming hard, watching docs. I'm gonna watch the rise and fall again. Ah, fuck you, lady. The Yeah, it's not. A, it's not an episode of Bill Burr don't pop up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <clears throat> let's get up out of here. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for episode 110 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we will be back next week to break down UFC Fight Night. Get a little preview, a little news, lots of rabbit holes. You know how it goes. For Rafael Chaidez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Wipe your spit from my face Wipe these tears from my eyes Now is the time for me to rise to my feet Wipe your spit from my face Wipe these tears from my eyes I've got to take my life back One chance to make it right